0: Welcome to episode 4 of the City SC Report podcast. I am Steve and today I'm joined by Joe. How
1: you doing Joe?
2: Hello soccer people. And Matt. Hey Matt.
1: Hey, how's it going guys? All right.
0: Welcome guys. How's it going? Welcome, Great. welcome.
2: Cool. Going all right.
0: This is our first episode without Greg. Decided to give him a break so he can focus on grilling and shotgunning seltzers. Just kidding. Uh, just giving Greg a little break. Um, like I've noted before in, in previous podcasts, we're trying to rotate our co-host. So for all those missing Greg, he will be back, back on my couch. And yeah. We're going to start things off with a little news before we get to our primary discussion today. Uh, MLS 26th season is about to start. Preseason training starts on February 21st, with the season actually kicking off April 3rd and 4th. 27 clubs playing 34 total matches this season. And starting off in MLS news, I wanted to talk about Charlotte FC. They announced that they would sell PSLs this year for their inaugural season. PSLs, of course, meaning personal seat licenses. They're doing it for their silver club, which is their lower level seats along the sidelines from Gold to goal. A one-time fee of $550 per seat on top of the season ticket prices. They will be the first in the MLS to do so. And in response, Carolyn Kendall Betts, our CEO of St. Louis City SC, released a statement basically saying that, no,
2: we're not going to do that. So good for her. I I love that St. Louis City is not going that route. I remember when the Rams moved to town and did PSLs, the justification was that it was helping build that new stadium downtown. Charlotte is just doing it for money i i really don't see how charlotte fans are even putting up with it
1: yeah i i really believe in you know i believe in the free enterprise system but on something like this i think yeah you just by not paying the 550 what is it 550 dollars or whatever it is it's just uh it's sticking it to the fan and it's a cash grab. And I, I boy, they would be really tough if they did that here in St. Louis. And I'm glad they're not. And I'm glad city has stepped forward and said, you know what, guess what? No PSLs. So there you go.
0: Yeah, it's, it's their right. I mean, they can obviously do it, but, but from what I've read, their season tickets overall, even with that, even without that are ridiculously high. And they matched that of, what was it, Barcelona? And it's, it's, yeah, come on, this isn't Barcelona. We're talking Charlotte, first season for Charlotte. It's not a good start for them.
1: It's really not. No, not at all. Not at all.
0: All right, next up, I wanted to talk about uh, Lutz and company held their first tryouts for their academy. And that's pretty exciting. They invited about 45 players or so on an invite only, um, with uh, reportedly an open tryout coming soon.
2: It's exciting seeing young players uh, starting to get a look. That just means we're getting that much closer to some real soccer being played.
0: All right, next up on February 12th, the team teased a new program an official City FX Council made up of 30 fans from all over the St. Louis region to, quote, help to ensure that our club represents the passion, the diversity, and the creativity that makes the spirit of our city. So be on the lookout for more details concerning this. That's pretty exciting. No
1: idea what entails, but I guess we'll find out soon, huh? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Fan input is always good.
1: Yeah, I mean, hearing from your, you know, fans of what's going on and new fans, hopefully there's some in there, that's terrific. I mean, it says a lot about city wanting to reach out to the community. You can't, can't get any better than that.
0: Alright, here's a little league news. Some big USL no- news that I consider MLS related. A uh, 15-year-old Mexican-American was signed by Galaxy 2. Galaxy 2, if you will. Uh, He came from Galaxy Academy. He's a California native, Mexican parents. He's spent training stints with Manchester City and Barcelona. Alex Acala, uh, the interesting thing is when he turns 18, Manchester City have an option to purchase him when he turns 18. So not sure if we'll see him play in the MLS next couple of years. Be exciting if we do. He's on the radar for the Mexican national team, but he hasn't uh, been out yet for the senior team. So who knows? Maybe we'll even see him switch over to the U.S. That's possible. Anything's possible. We'll find out. Keep an eye on this kid for sure.
1: Um, It's a terrific opportunity for Alex Acala, Um, 15-year-old midfielder. Um, He's considered a soccer prodigy at 15 years old, I had enough problems making it to the bus stop on time, so to see something on how he develops will be terrific, and it'd be great if he stays uh, here in the States.
0: Yeah, at least for a couple seasons. It it would be neat to see him in MLS. Um, if Manchester City makes that purchase, though, that option, I mean, you can't blame them. Get him over there, but uh, yeah, it'll be really, really interesting and exciting.
2: I think This is one of the beautiful things about soccer is to see some of these youngsters get a chance like this. That's what we don't get in the United States in basketball or football, where we try to pretend that they all need to go to college for a year before you can really get them on the professional field. You know, seeing a guy coming up 15, 16, 17, getting runs out there in the USL, maybe getting a run out there in MLS. I'm excited to watch it.
0: Great points for sure. You're right. Um, soccer is such a unique thing, being such a world sport that uh, players can end up anywhere. You're not just trapped to one country. I mean, obviously you see some basketball players that play in Italy and places, but that's not their top sport. Okay, some other news that came through. Ryan Shawcross ended up signing with Inter-Miami. A 33-year-old Stoke legend signed uh, a deal with them. Um, I don't know about this one, guys. Uh, 33 years old, injury prone, from an English championship team. Guys only played five matches this season. He played, uh, or I'm sorry, two matches this season, five matches last season. Um, it, I mean, the, you got to think this is one of those guys that is he just coming over because he's ending the. Re- reaching the end of his career, friends with Beckham, friends with Neville. I mean, I know Inter-Miami needs some help on the back line, especially. It is nice to have that leadership and experience, but was this really the right guy? I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Well, Shawcross is seen as a big physical defender and a leader. So, you know, if he comes over and is healthy, I mean, it's a bonus, but to see him... He hasn't played many games in the last couple of years, then, you know, it might it just seems like it might be he might be coming over as a friend of that type of scenario. So when he's playing, they say he's a you know, big physical defender and a leader in the locker room. So maybe that's the the part that they're liking in him. So let's hope he stays healthy and we we'll get to see him play.
2: To me, this does not look like a good signing. This looks like what we worry about in MLS and it being treated like a retirement league. I I would be worried if this were my club making this signing. You never know. He might pan out, but it, it definitely looks like he has seen better days.
0: Yeah, you're right. This is... You would have seen signings like this five, six seasons ago. Uh, you don't really see that many signings like this anymore. Um, I don't know. Head scratcher. Again, we could all be wrong. he could end up being the man and leading them for two seasons and exactly what they want exactly what they need. but uh, I
2: don't know. I think if he were that sure of a bet, somebody in England would be keeping him around there i I think he's getting away with the fact that it, that it's m l s and I don't want I don't want to see that i would I would much rather them give that roster spot to somebody with a. A bigger potential upside. Uh, it just seems like a risky move.
1: Steve, you did bring up a good point, and you know this was something that we saw five, six years ago. So again, if it's a cash grab and that sort of thing, and a friend's of, then yeah, it's something that was done, you know, early 2010s or so. Um, so let's just hope he stays healthy and he can prove his worth. But if not, you guys are right. It's something that it's a head scratcher. Time will tell. Uh, a little bit of
0: news that just came through a couple days ago. The San Jose Earthquakes struck a deal with PayPal for naming rights for their stadium. Um, so, I guess, uh, PayPal Stadium? PayPal Park? PP
2: Park, perhaps? Sure, why it sounds not? Ugly. It sounds ugly no matter how they do it, but this is the, the financial world we live in. I hope we end up with somebody with a little snappier name than that on our part. I mean, you know
0: the, you know the fans are going to run with that, especially the hardcore supporters playing in PP Park. I could see all kinds of possibilities for scarves and T-shirts, and it's wonderful. The uh, one other thing I want to talk about really quick before we get into discussion is Orlando City. I know we've spent some time in the last couple episodes talking about them, especially their stadium and that. As you know, Greg's a, a big fan. Of theirs until we start, of course. But it seems like they're making all the right moves lately. Um, this offseason, they landed Alexander Pato and they lent uh, Daryl DK out to Barnsley. I actually got to watch the Bristol City and Barnsley match yesterday. I think this was DK's third match playing. The guy hasn't scored yet, but I tell you what, he looks like a presence. The kid's only 20 years old, and he looks so mature. The guy's huge, he's the presence in the box, and he has an option with Barnsley at the end of the season. Um, they can buy him for 20 million dollars. They have that option to buy him, otherwise, um, he can come back to Orlando City, you know, by June. And I see this as a win-win for Orlando City, obviously cash in on this guy which would be great for them. But if not, they get a promising forward back to play with this great team that they're putting together. And I haven't seen any updates yet, but they're they're trying to finalize a deal with this 24-year-old 24, 24 uh, winger from the Dutch League, Sylvester van der Water um, from Heracles. Uh, having him and Nani play on the wings, plus with Pato... If you have a healthy Dwyer out there, if you get DK back, I mean, it kind of seems like Orlando City could be a real contender for this season. If not, um, definitely sometime in the future. What do you guys think?
2: I think it's interesting to to watch other teams putting rosters together when we don't have to uh, play against them yet. So... Right now we get to view everything completely in a vacuum and in a vacuum. I love other teams in the league getting better because the, the quality of play getting better. It, that's the whole reason why I want MLS in St. Louis. I want to be able to watch the best soccer that I can in my own city. I think my feelings about other teams, rosters are going to change drastically here in 2023 when I'm looking at, uh, at our schedule and, you know, eastern conference teams versus western conference teams versus all of it uh but when you're talking about a team that's either getting better or selling players onto england i mean either one of those is a good thing it means that we're getting higher quality of play and that's that can only benefit the entire league
0: i agree on all those points one thing i want to say really quick to um to our listeners uh that's one of the reasons why i want to I want to spend a little bit of time each episode just briefly noting some things that are happening in MLS is to get you familiar because you're going to be seeing some of these play- players in a couple of years at our stadium on TV playing against our guys. So it's kind of neat. Some of these players could end up playing for us. So that's one of the things why I want to mention this each episode um, to get you familiar, to get you familiar with those names and what's going on with these teams and the directions that they're taking.
1: You know, talking about Orlando, um, seeing uh, Daryl D.K. play in the MLS's back tournament and just seeing how he just how how just how he just developed going into the season when they started back up is terrific. I mean, they have such an excellent young player, Chris Mueller. And let's be honest, I mean, it's coached by. Uh, Oscar Perea, who did a terrific job in Dallas. So I think he alone has brought some stability to the team. So I think going forward, that that, that Orlando team is going to be a team to watch, and they're going to be a team that's going to possibly uh, uh, compete for the MLS Cup. I
0: can't believe I forgot to mention Chris Mueller. Yes, Chris Mueller had an outstanding season. The guy's a fireball out there as well. So, yeah, they're they're doing all the right things. Okay, our final segment of the day is discussion time. So we all know, or should know, that St. Louis has had and continues to have an impact on soccer in the United States. So today we decided we're going to go through a list uh, we made of current players and coaches from the St. Louis area. And also put in our two cents for who could end up here in St. Louis. Uh, We apologize up front if any of this information is incorrect. As far as we know, it's current. We went through. We checked. Um, things changed, though. But as far as we know, this information is correct. So, guys, all right, players abroad. We'll start out with the man, Josh Sargent. Kid just turned 21 years old this week. He's a forward, vertebraman, St. Louis Scott Gallagher guy. Went to IMG Academy in Bradenton. 12 U.S. Caps. I think it's fair to fair to say that there's no way at any time in the uh, near future here that he'll end up at St. Louis City SC. Next up, Tim Ream. Good old Tim, defender of Fulham. Fulham. Slugrad, played a couple seasons at New York Red Bulls before he went over to Bolton. Played there for a few seasons. Now he's with Fulham, obviously. 41 caps. Here's a guy... He's 33 years old. He'll be 35 our inaugural season, 36 by the end of the season. He's one of those fringe guys could end up at City SC. I don't know. I mean, one of those players at that age, too, where, first of all, you don't know if he'd want to. You know, I guess it would depend on what his playing time's like at Fulham at that age. Would St. Louis City even want him? Is it even feasible? Obviously a lot of different variables there. Um, it's always good to have, it's always good to have leadership experience, but do we want a guy that's about to retire on our first season?
1: Yeah. I, I think on something like Tim Ream, I, you know, that I might be in the minority here, but I think I'm going to pass.
2: For a guy like Tim Ream, uh, as much as I don't want the MLS to be a retirement league, I'm not completely against a, a guy like that coming over in a one year deal, maybe as sort of your defensive captain to kind of give some leadership to some younger guys. I really have to see how he looks, you know, in another year. Uh, you know, it's, he's definitely getting up there.
0: Next up is Vedad Ibisevic forward clubless right now. I have no idea. He was last with Shaka, Uh Apparently, his contract expired at the end of December. I've been following up, trying to see. There's been rumors that uh, there was an article from January 14th saying that Shaka's trying to talk with him some more to bring him back. Nothing as of to date. He hasn't uh, mentioned anything in retirement. He's 36 years old. Um, Vidal would be 38, first season for St. Louis City. 39 by the end of the season I think for sure he would not be perhaps an assistant coach or something like that who knows
1: that's exactly what I was thinking about Vedad that he would come here and be somewhat involved with the team not so much as a player but maybe as a coach or as excuse me as an assistant coach so it's too bad that he's not eight or ten years younger but that's kind of what I see him if he becomes involved with City
2: yeah, and I'd love to see him in that kind of a role uh, because I always have to root for any player to come out of the public high league um, in the long list of players coming out of all the big Catholic schools uh, to see a guy who played his high school ball at Roosevelt uh, making a his name on the uh, world soccer scene. you got to root for a guy like that. So, yeah, hopefully an assistant coaching role or something uh, involved with the team. That would be great to see.
0: And finally, uh, the last player that I could find from St. Louis, uh, there were a couple questionable guys. uh, But I I really wanted to keep this list, two guys from St. Louis. So this was the final player playing abroad. Is this guy I'd never heard of before, Eric McWoods. Uh, He's 25 years old, Kirkwood High grad, uh, went to um, UMKC, Played at Call Valley, in USL2 in Kansas. Went to Europe. Uh, played in Estonia for a season. Played in Hungary for a season. And right now he's playing in Malta. So he's one of those fringe players where he's obviously trying to, to play at a higher level. Uh, but he's not quite there yet. Getting that chance to play in Europe. But uh, it's just not taking him anywhere. He's 25 years old. He'll be 27 years old. Uh, St. Louis City SC's first season. He could be one of those players that you see come back or come to MLS.
1: Uh, on a guy like an Eric McWoods, I, he would be perfect for um, City coming in. You know, whether I'm not saying we would be able to get him for not a lot of money. He's looks like he's done decent, but it looks like the last year or so he hasn't really played a lot. Uh, judging by what his statistics are. So um, I'm not saying it's a low-hanging fruit situation, but it might be a great chance for him to come back home. You never know.
2: I love any American guy who's trying to play their craft in Europe. Uh, It does make me wonder why he's not already gotten a look by some of the other MLS squads. If he's just flying under the radar, though, and St. Louis notices him because he's from here, that could be a plus. I. I am curious about that. I also want to throw in, though, if we're going to talk about a team, a guy who's playing for a team in Malta, I want to throw in fun sidebar about the the, the Malta League. Uh, Austin Martz, formerly of St. Louis FC, uh, is the one other American player who I've paid attention to who played in Malta before. People listening to this podcast need to go look up Pembroke Atleta, That marts used to play for because they literally have the worst crest in all of <laughs> soccer if you can picture the sil if you picture the silhouette of a guy like on a men's room door or on a wet floor sign that is what their crest looks like it's that kind of a of a silhouette of a guy it's it's terrible and that's pembroke had from the maltese premier league um that's literally all i know about malta you know as a league other than that eric McWoods is playing there uh currently <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great that's golden right there i need to look that up i think i've seen it before honestly but i oh, think it's i bad. have to.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay matt let's go over st. louis players uh in the mls what do you
1: say um so i mean we're looking at a guy like a will Bruin. Um, right now, plays at, uh, plays for the Sounders, 31-year-old forward. Uh, you know, with Seattle, he's pretty much just playing like a second half. He's battled some injuries. He had the major knee injury a few years ago. Is he a guy that I could see playing for City? I don't know. I, I just I could see him coming in, but he would be a guy off the bench. I don't think he has it in him anymore to play 90 minutes and the ability to stay healthy, so um, but I would like to see him definitely Oakville kid.
0: Yeah, Will Bruin could be one of those players just like Tim Ream. you know, comes over for last season or two, but uh, I have to agree with you on that, that I think he might be done by then too. 33 years old by their first season, 34 by the end of the season. Sadly, that's pretty much the end of your career towards that age, unless you're a superstar and, you know, super fit. It's very rare. He already has his injury problems. I don't see Will Bruin. Coming
1: to St. Louis. Um, Joe Willis, uh, 32-year-old keeper for Nashville SC, St. Louis kid, uh, did a terrific job for the first-year Nashville team. I mean, he pretty much bailed them out a lot of nights. And with the sound defense he had in front of him, they also made him look very good on nights he wasn't on. Uh, Wow. He'd be 34 years old by the time uh, City would start. Who knows if he has anything left, which I'm thinking he might. uh, Sure, why not?
2: I think goalkeepers have a longer shelf life. Uh, I definitely could still see him, if he can continue the kind of numbers he's been putting up, I, I could see him still having a few years left in him. Uh, that would not be a bad kind of a player to, to get to come back here and play for City.
0: I'm going to go on the limb and say that Joe Willis will be our first goalkeeping coach.
1: That's where I'm at on it. All right, you heard it first.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tom Barlow, uh, another guy. This past year, he saw a lot. He started seeing a lot of minutes with the Red Bulls of New York. Uh, I think three goals in 21 matches. And uh, his first few years, he played in the USL. It seems like he gets a lot of minutes. So was that a guy that might be able to, at the age of 27 by then, be playing, uh, coming off the, the bench or something for City? I could possibly see him on uh, St. Louis City SC's team. Um, that's kind of a a prediction that I'm going to make. So, Tom Barlow, I'm not saying mark it down, but is it a possibility? Could be.
2: I'd like Definitely. to see him putting up better numbers. Um, for a guy who's playing forward, you know, I, I I'm curious to see if his goal production is on its way up still. You know, he's still young enough that it could be, but you know, if you're being paid to put in goals, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes over his next couple of seasons.
1: Jack Mayer, 21-year-old defender with uh, Nashville SC. Scott Gallagher kid um, played at University of Indiana, played for St. Louis SC. He he didn't really play a lot this past year with uh, Nashville. So we're going to see if he gets some minutes this coming year. Is it if it's something that they maybe – give up on I'm not going to use that word too much but if uh, maybe it might be something where St. Louis might be might be able to persuade um, Nashville SC and bringing him over I would definitely like to see it and especially at that age of by then 22 23 years old um, he has the pedigree so let's uh, I, I would like to see that happen I think a lot of people would yeah,
0: everything I've read about Jack Mayer for this season so far in Nashville is he's slated to be on their roster. There's no indication of loaning him out. Um, I think this could be his first full season. I don't know enough about their rosters to see if it's uh, he's a possibility to be their everyday go-to guy, but he's at least on the roster, so we'll see. But yeah, you're right. At that age, a couple years, he could, be, he could be primed. I could see him if... Uh, if Nashville's especially willing to let him go, he could definitely end up here. It'd be nice to have him back. Okay, so I want to mention a few coaches and front office guys in the MLS. I think they're uh, worth noting for sure. Um, there's always a good chance for these guys uh, to to make the switch to St. Louis City. You know, obviously, it all comes down to money and their family situations and what this team wants to do and not about health for these guys really but uh there, there's some guys that that i could see making the, the change over here if if st louis city sc chose to and these guys agreed and so yeah so i'm just going to list a few of these guys uh that are worth noting for sure first off is chris klein uh if you know anything about his mls career longtime mls midfielder four-time mls all-star um played in kansas city Ended his career in Galaxy, 22 caps for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, he's currently the president of the L.A. Galaxy. I mean, that sounds like a sweet job to me, especially right now. The money they're they're sloshing out for everybody, and that might be a hard one to get over, but you never know. Uh St. Louis guy obviously could end up here, probably not. Here's the one I want to mention because I've been picking this guy for our head coach. For about forever, before there was even mention of a team here, because I just think it's a dream job, is Mike Sorber. Now, if you know anything about Mike, he was a great soccer player. I'm not sure if he was the first to ever play in the Mexican League, but he played there for a couple seasons. Played for the Wizards, Metro Stars, Fire. 67 caps for this guy. Great player. And then he went off and and decided to be an assistant coach, and it seemed like he was an assistant coach forever, um, slew U.S. men's national team, Montreal, he went back to the U.S. men's national team, uh, Philadelphia Union up until 2017, and then after that, he was made director of soccer operations for LAFC. So no idea if he would want to even go back to coaching, but I think this would be a great opportunity for him if he wanted to. Obviously, if St. Louis City wanted him to become their head coach, but to me, this has always been my pick.
1: Uh, Mike Sorber would be a terrific addition to St. Louis City, whether it would be a coach or a front office job or something. I mean, his his he's a legend. So, I mean, people would identify very well with him. And he knows his soccer and be the director of operations for LAFC. That says a lot for that organization, which has gone out and and has always wanted to get the best. So um, they they think highly enough of him to have him as their director of soccer operations. So if he is either a coach or some other front office, boy, that, that would be fantastic. So I think you're spot on, Steve, on that.
0: Okay, next up, Pat Noonan. We all know Pat. Long-time player for the New New England Revolution. Ended his career with the uh, Galaxy, 15 caps. Uh, kind of followed that same path as Sorber uh, after he retired. Was the LA Galaxy assistant for a few seasons. Uh, also was a U.S. Men's National Team assistant coach. And today he's the Philadelphia Union assistant coach. He's uh, been there since 2018. He's another guy. Could surprise us. He, in fact, you know what? I've always said that Mike Sorber is the one that I want. It is the one that I want, but because of his position right now, I think there's more. It's more likely that Pat Noonan will end up being our coach. If in fact, same with CSC, was to pick one, I think it would be Pat Noonan now?
1: Pat Noonan. Um, well, he's learned under one of my favorite coaches in the MLS, and Jim Curtin. And what Philadelphia has been able to do with their academy and guys like Brandon Aronson and Mark McKenzie, and they've been able to make some serious loot in selling these guys on transfers and but kind of back to Noonan for a minute, uh, when you're learning under a guy like Jim Curtin, if you're retaining about 75% of what you're learning, then Pat Noonan to me would be my number one guy to be coach.
2: I think one of the questions is gonna be what kind of a coach does this team want to sign? Is that somewhere where they're gonna be looking to make a splash, trying to bring in somebody from overseas or somebody very high profile? Or is that somewhere where you wanna bring in somebody local who's got the, the St. Louis connections? I'm. It, it just depends. I could see the logic and going either way there. And I don't know what they're thinking right now in the front office. so. I'd be curious to to hear from somebody who is there working for the team of of what they even want to do. I'm not sure they even know yet.
0: Joe, always bringing logic to the discussion.
1: Voice of reason. I'm
0: telling telling you. Matt and I are over here thinking football manager, and Joe's over over there thinking I am the manager. I don't know. (laughs) All right, final final one is Matt Matt Pickens. I just want to mention him briefly. Uh, Matt had a story career. Played for some teams, even played for QPR. Never really got never was never really a number one anywhere though, uh, until he came to Rapids, uh, and then he ended up back in Tampa. Um, he's the the goalkeeper coach for Nashville. He was their first. Um, Always a chance we could see him. I still think it's going to be Joe Willis, but it could be you know Matt Pickens if if it's the same thing with Noonan or Sorber it's that kind of thing football manager if you had to pick one, which one would it be uh, and that I can't answer but <laughs> but with that said um I could see them picking one for sure and uh, it could be Matt Pickens, it could be Joe Willis. Time will tell. Could be neither. Everything's up in the air. Let's talk about USL players, Joe.
2: All right. Well, if we want to look at some of these guys who are currently playing in the lower leagues from St. Louis uh, and see who actually maybe has a shot of playing here in MLS, uh, we can kind of put them into certain categories. Uh, Starting out with, there's some guys who are playing who are in the third division currently. And I just don't see any of them making that jump two levels above. We've got guys like uh, Brian Bemont is playing for Chattanooga and Nisa right now. Uh, Devin Boyce and Austin Pancho both playing uh, for Union Omaha. Uh, not bad players. Boyce had a good season last year, but I just don't see MLS opening up for, for any of those kind of guys. Next, I think we could look at some of the guys who are playing second division ball but are kind of getting up there in age and if they haven't made it on an MLS roster at this point they're not going to be doing it two years from now for the first time uh and this is where we find a lot of the former St. Louis FC players guys some of us have watched play and enjoyed a guy like A.J. Cochran just got signed for Indy 11 but he'll be 30 in 2023 uh same thing with a guy like Sam Fink, who somehow is still unsigned currently. I think he's got a couple of great years of USL ball left in him. I don't see him making an MLS roster. Same with the Robert Christo playing for uh, NCFC. Just got re-signed recently for, uh, for 2021, but I just think he's, he's a second division type guy. I don't see him coming up.
0: Robert Christo is one of those guys... I remember, I believe he played for SLU, and he was one of those guys that I was always hoping would make that jump to MLS. Um, I, I would still like to see him in MLS, even if it's not for us, Robert Christo.
2: It would have been nice to see. He did. He played for Parkway North, played for SLU, did a little bit of time in the Zweibundesliga um, before coming back and, and playing USL. Uh, a- We'll have to see, but he's he's kind of pushing it uh, age-wise if he's going to make that jump. Goalkeepers obviously can be a little bit older and still get a look. A uh, couple former St. Louis guys that are still playing USL ball there. A guy like Tomas Gomez is playing in Sacramento now. I enjoyed watching him play for St. Louis FC. His window for getting an MLS look I think is probably passed. Probably, unfortunately, the same thing for Connor Sparrow. Connor sparrow played uh, for chicago fire but only got in one game last year and now he's going down to usl to play for uh, miami fc you know it's a it's a shame that he didn't get uh, a little more playing time when he was in mls also the guy he was replacing at miami mark pace former st louis fc player gonna be 31 by the time city is coming around uh and he is looking for a contract for this year in USL. We'll see where he ends up, but probably not going to get out of that second division.
0: Pace saves the goals.
2: Always remember that. He had some great games uh, here at Soccer Park, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, that that's one guy. I, I would like to see him, even if he's a backup. I mean, just a good guy. Fun to watch. A lot of memories.
2: There are a few other uh, guys who are young enough, though, that – While their odds are pretty long of them making it to MLS, you can't rule it out if they're still young enough in their careers. A guy like Austin Ledbetter uh, is out of contract right now, got let go by Phoenix Rising, but he's only 25. Uh, You know, I can still see him getting on somewhere in USL, still trying to maybe get a look higher up. Uh, It's getting doubtful, though. Nicky Vlastos played for St. Louis FC, looking for a USL contract somewhere for this season. He's only 21. I mean, he's got enough time. Maybe if he gets on a USL roster, gets another good year or two where he can maybe really get some minutes, maybe he gets a look by an MLS team. Uh, but he's going to have to start getting regular minutes for anybody to notice him, I think. Uh, Jake Leaker playing for Timbers 2, uh, started about half of their games this last year in goal. He's only 25, again, still has some life in him. He's playing for an MLS two team. So you, you know, he's at least on their radar. It would be interesting to see if what he would look like playing for a better team. Timbers two were not a good squad this year. Uh, And so his numbers and goal kind of reflect having a poor defense in front of him. We'll see if Portland keep their eye on him uh, or if he can make a move.
1: I would like to see Jake here for sure. Yeah, Jason Jake he's like what 6 foot 5, he's a really big kid. So, it'd be nice to see uh, having a big body and goal to be able to stop some chances. I've heard great things about him.
2: Now, when we get to uh guys who have a little more of a shot, um, I think Mark Segbers, uh playing in defense for Memphis 901, uh, he's right on that borderline of MLS. Uh, He's playing for Memphis, and he actually got loaned up to MLS for a couple of months to LAFC this last year. Never actually made it in a game for them, but they they needed him as uh, when they were running thin on the bench of defense. So anybody who's getting a look, getting a loan to MLS, obviously, he's he's borderline for that. He's only 25 right now, so be you know really peaking right around the time St. Louis City are getting started. Uh, I, I think he'd be somebody to keep our eye on that's big
0: yeah. that's a guy that's a guy i'm not that's a guy i'm not familiar with honestly
1: that's that's really big i had no idea that's cool segbers viani kid played at wisconsin um uh, as joe had mentioned you know he loaned out to lafc but he's a very versatile player he could play fullback winger and forward um so maybe that will help him i think that's a guy that we could possibly see here with city sc
2: he did get drafted into MLS. Uh, New England, New England took him coming out of college, but then uh, he only got it in one game for them before they loaned him down to Orange County in the USL. So he's, you know, he's been getting minutes in USL. Obviously, still on the radar of MLS squads. Then when we get to the guys who who really have a very legitimate shot of playing in, a, I'm curious to see who could end up here. We get a guy like Juan Kuzan, Juan Kamal. Kuzan has been playing for Sporting Kansas City, but uh, they just let him go. He's a free agent right now, but only 22. I have to think he's going to get on a roster for a USL squad this year. Uh, And so if he could actually get some minutes playing in USL ball... Sporting kept him up with the, the MLS squad this year, but then just left him on the bench. He got zero minutes all season, probably needed to get loaned out, get some minutes in. So if he could do that over the next couple of years, he could be the kind of guy that St. Louis might be looking at. He'll only be 24. Uh, you know, I, I think he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. And then of course we've got a couple of St. Louis players who just got drafted by MLS squads in this most recent draft, Logan Pancho. Coming out of college at Stanford, uh, got drafted by DC United. Still hasn't signed a contract with him, but he—that looks like it very well might happen. So we'll see if he's getting MLS minutes in a couple of years. Aiden Stanley just got drafted by Austin, uh, even though he was already getting a contract from Sporting uh, from Kansas City too. So. He'll either be playing in Austin or USL one or the other this season, depending on if Austin actually signs him to a deal. Uh, that is a, a guy who I definitely think, you know, has an MLS career ahead of him. We want to see where he's playing and what kind of minutes he's getting by 2023. One other guy who's playing college ball right now that I think we should keep an eye on uh Is Patrick Schulte because he's a USL veteran. uh, He played for St. Louis FC, so he's not currently playing second-division ball playing for SLU Uh, But he's six foot four. He's a keeper. He's played in the USL before Uh, He'll be coming right out of college right at the time that St. Louis City is coming along I, I think he's the kind of guy I could see them maybe picking up as a draft pick or Signing as a young backup keeper, uh, somebody else to keep an eye on. So, obviously, quite a few guys playing lower division ball right now. Guys, uh, the, you know, we want to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting to see which of them are, are looking MLS ready by 2023.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's great research, Joe. That, that, it's hard to believe that there's that many players out there that uh, some of them, uh, honestly, I'm not familiar with. And um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't either. Um So let's do this. Just for fun, let's make a prediction. If you had to pick one player from all these lists to make the roster our first season, who would it be? And I'm going to choose Matt to go first. Matt, who's your one player that you think, if St. Louis City SC was to pick somebody from St. Louis, whether it be the you know, the expansion Ross, uh, draft or just a sign,
1: who would your one player be? Wow. Mm. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm going to have to say Jack Mayer. Uh, young kid, I could see him coming back. I could see St. Louis making some type of cash offer to bring him in and or acquiring him. Interesting. It's a good choice
0: though. Jack, Jack's, Jack's a strong player. What about you, Joe?
1: I, I think
2: if I'm trying to make a prediction at this point, I'm going with Aiden Stanley. Uh, I think he has an MLS future ahead of him. He'll be young enough that I'm not sure he will have cemented his place on a squad at Austin or wherever else by then. So I think he could be looking for a place to call home. He'll, he'll be, twenty three but with a lot of experience under his belt uh, that's what I'm going with is is uh, my prediction to land here
0: that's a good solid prediction also i I've been thinking about this and I have three names i, I it's really tough to choose I was thinking McWoods, that would make sense bring a guy back from Europe I still have a lot of faith in AJ Cochran to see him up at MLS level and and I Totally agree with Stanley. Those were my three that I was thinking of. But to pick one, I'm going to go with A.J. Cochran. I think that uh, we'll see him at the MLS level here shortly uh, within the next couple seasons. And I think St. Louis will be that uh, that choice. A.J. Cochran is my choice. So there we go. All That's right. it. We all made our, our decisions. It's etched in stone.
2: <laughs> Good thing that uh, it's always nobody will remember by two years from now to to call us out on it. I'm going to remember if I'm right, though. I will definitely be bringing it back up and reminding everybody.
0: Right. Yeah, I said uh, Pat Noonan, our head coach, uh, Joe Willis, our our goalkeeper coach, and AJ Cochran as our player.
2: I think it's going to be a long wait for the next couple of years. I'm. Looking forward to that expansion draft, and it's that it is a long time to keep uh, thinking about players in my head.
0: Seriously, that is going to be oh my gosh! I can't even imagine the 16 uh, year old kid in me is going to come out, and I'm going to be glued to my computer that day, and my phone, and just chewing my nails and probably drinking a lot of beer, which I didn't do when I was 16, but if, if I would have, that's what I would have done. What?
1: Yeah, seeing seeing the transactions um, that will be coming forth in a little over a year will be great, and uh, the expansion draft and the draft itself. And, uh, yeah, I I love seeing player transactions. So this is something I think we're all uh, can't wait for the ball to get rolling to see.
2: And, I'm and in the meantime bit...
0: – Oh, I'm sorry. Start over, Joe. Go
1: ahead. I was just going to
2: say that I'm – here, I'll pause – I'm very curious to see if there are guys that they're picking up, uh, signing to a deal early, and then loaning them out. Uh, Obviously, some of the MLS rules on some of that are pretty squirrely. Uh, So who knows what kind of roster moves could be getting made next year well in advance of taking the field. That's true. And
0: let's not forget, too, that our, our very first player from St. Louis will most likely be a player from our academy. We always have to keep that in mind as well.
2: That'll be a lot of fun to watch some of those academy games coming up between now and then and and seeing who looks like they're the real deal.
0: All right, guys. Well, that was fun. It was was nice to get talking some soccer that's somewhat related to uh, St. Louis City SC. I think it was a good episode. Matt, thanks for joining me again. Appreciate it, buddy. And Joe, thank you, sir. Always fun to come speculate. So that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, remember to join our group on Facebook. Uh, of course, we got the Instagrams and the Twitters and all the yada dadas. And as always, email us with any questions or feedback at Uh, city, at gmail.com. uh Join us next episode where we may have our very first guest interview. Uh, we're working with the team the possibility it's not set in stone yet things are being talked about shoes are being thrown coins are being tossed we'll see what happens but hopefully we'll have our very first guest next episode and uh if anybody else from the team happens to be listening give us a holler we'd love to have you on so that's it until next time bye bye